great Scott. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Ashley, care to set the scene? Sure. We're cruising through the mall. It's packed. We're gliding around in our hoverboard. Oh, oh, wrong year. Okay, whatever. (laughs) And then, oh boy, there it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Yep, it's 1990, all right. And we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to May 25th, 1990, and join us as we discuss our 20th movie so far from this glorious year. Back to the Future Part 3, rated a PG for Gunslingers Time Travel and Adventure. Mm, good old <laughs> PG adventure. <laughs> uh, speaking of PG adventure that doesn't involve uh, Grand Theft Auto, Derek, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so I learned, you know, in 2021, where we used to exist, that mm-hmm. they destroyed one of the prototypes of the original DeLorean in, nine, in the 1990s. So I had to go back. And we were already back. So I went to the factory. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I stole it. I stole the prototype. <laughs> okay. And now it's parked outside the mall. And I've been picking up some chicks. That was going to say, sweet. If, you didn't, if you didn't steal it, someone else did. Because we've all seen it. We can't. <laughs> we've been like late to work every day trying to uh, wade through the crowds of people gathered around your DeLorean while you're just sitting in there with the the. Uh, doors popped up and your sunglasses on your dad been on a soda eating yeah. a hot dog on a stick yeah i was right. like do you even work at the hot dog and a stick place anymore i feel like you're just like always sitting on your car <laughs> oh i do those <laughs> yeah you've continued it doesn't make your, sense your great run of going undercover by getting an inconspicuous delorean and <laughs> <laughs> camping out in the parking lot so good job not drawing any attention to us as time travelers ourselves this is like the ultimate movie for us this movie inspired the whole podcast and inspired every life decision that derek has made up to this point so (laughs) without further ado it's showtime Woo! get ready what's your name dude clint eastwood what kind of stupid name is that get set it's time to go back The One moon last time. There's a whole lot. It's a science experiment. It's Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Back to the future part That's three. When did you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven. Rated PG. Starts Friday at 8 Theaters everywhere. <laughs> All right. So. I, didn't get, I didn't get that, by the way. Derek, did you understand that? He played arcade games in 7-Elevens. Oh. They used to have arcade games in convenience stores. So, well, it was like, yeah. So, in the first one, they were in the 50s, and a lot of it took place in the diner. And then diners became what 7 Elevens, basically. Like, I because they kind of just swapped out that location for the equivalent, which would be a 7 Eleven convenience store. I think that's the way I interpreted it. Which I mean, just, it makes sense. I just didn't well, know. there's like so many parallels from this movie. Like everything is one to one, a new version of what existed yeah. in the previous movie. It um, is. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. So, so cool. Thanks, everyone. 
Derek looks like he wants to slap me upside the head for, for <laughs> <laughs> making an error, but um, as we'll learn, he is a super fan and he's very volatile. So Ashley, um, <laughs> without pissing anyone off on the podcast, what is your backstory with this movie um, or and or the franchise overall? I hate all of them. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just, just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding, Derek. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, I remember watching the first one and really liking it. And then the hoverboard from the second one and thought yeah, like, baby. shit, this is so cool. And that dude, that's supposed to take place in 2015, which is funny now. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool if we had hoverboards. But we have like other stuff kind of like it. We have hoverboards. They just they're called hoverboards. They hover it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I really like the franchise. So nothing cool. bad to say about it um before derek. we get to derek what um that do you remember when <laughs> when we first watched this actually uh i would guess we went to movie 2k and picked it out yeah and watched it on vhs at home it's Video like a blockbuster movie 2k well it was it turned into movie 2k but i don't know if it switched yet mm. it and was it videos it was video 2000 yeah, and then movie two K, I think. Okay. <laughs> really changed it. Wow, well, it's always one step ahead of the <laughs> one step behind the times. Um, that was our local uh video store. I just don't obviously I have a lot of um affection for this this movie and the franchise. Well, I wouldn't say this movie. Um I would say the 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 first movie. But I don't uh, remember I don't I can't remember the first time we okay. watched it. Um it obviously came out like probably it came out in 85 so a few years before you were born i was one and so we would have watched them you know when the when the sequels came out and it was out on video but yeah any, anyway i think i probably watched it more in my teen years than like growing up for you uh derek was <laughs> when was uh when did this love affair start it happened very early on in my childhood. <laughs> Figured, yeah. Uh, I I think I saw two before one, or it, it doesn't really even matter because they kind of both blend in with one another. But uh, in summary, honestly, Michael J. Fox is one of my most favorite cherished actors ever. Christopher Lloyd as well. And the fucking flex capacitor and the dopest car ever. It just makes yeah. for such a amazing trilogy and i know there there are issues with it which we'll yeah. i'm sure we'll get into but i mean i i, I honestly don't think that uh the first one it has some weird parts the mm -hmm. romance with his mom or kind of like that yeah. Yeah, i knew that was gonna get brought up that's okay. fine no no like <laughs> I, I i actually think i don't know if it's problematic or anything but i actually think the weirdness of it makes it more interesting to watch um I don't think there's any flaws with the first one, but like a lot of trilogies that you crank out in sort of short succession. Yeah. They, there's a pretty big drop off. Um, I don't know if it goes perfectly linearly. I don't know if the third one, some people apparently think the third one is better than the second. Maybe that's just kind of a time period preference. Um, but for me, yeah, I think they just kind of drop off steadily as they go. Um, do y'all are, do y'all want to kind of like talk about this movie, you know, to try to force ourselves to focus on this movie or to just kind of keep bouncing around the whole trilogy? Cause I'm fine 
either way bouncing around but i was gonna say um did you know that back to the future two and three were filmed back to back i yep. did yep. which i had no idea and i was like oh that's just a lot of time that you spent with everyone but <laughs> they they, they, they reused a lot of shots from all from the from the two first films mm-hmm. and they actually use it in the third they reuse but- shots they reuse actors they reuse gimmicks uh jokes um. <laughs> but there wasn't any Biff in this one. Well, for a second, yeah, there, yeah, that's Biff his, his the, rival. Yeah, Biff is the dickhead cowboy. Yeah, Biff is the best. Oh, he was the cowboy. Oh, but he's yeah. well, but he's not technically Biff. Biff, right? Yeah, I wanted Biff. Biff. His name was something else. Yeah. Well, you Bifford? Biff, Just kidding. Biff would have had to <laughs> been a time traveler as well. Yeah, so yeah, but it could have been like his great great grandfather. It was. That's exactly what it was. Is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I missed it. I completely missed it. I was like waiting for Biff, and I couldn't recognize him. Yeah, so. the but cowboy. in reality, like in outside of the film, like he, he was probably too old to play the part at this point. Oh, right? I Is thought he was playing that? the outlaw. Well, shit. It. it the outlaw looked way different than Biff in the first yeah, two. That, it, it probably is a different actor, but it's it's supposed to be his grandfather or whatever. So yeah, and okay. the baby that Michael J. Fox is like holding is his great great grandfather. Yeah, which yeah is obvious. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I got no. that one. I just didn't know about the <laughs> the Biff relation. Yeah, well, that's one thing that they do throughout all the movies is have these parallels. You know, like I find it a little distracting when Michael J. Fox is playing two characters in the same scene. He's playing Uncle Great, Great, Great um, Uncle Seamus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and like just kind of the different. I, I don't know. I, I, I find that it gets distracting when it's kind of overdone. But in the first movie, I love how the it's more character based it's not just like ooh, we're gonna go to a really weird setting it's a setting that we're more familiar with just the 50s versus like the the future one is really disorienting and really kind of like cheesy at times because they're trying to imagine what the future would be like and then this one uh, i get it westerns are a popular genre um it's a good American time period uh, to explore ripe for comic relief and character like moments. But I don't know. I didn't find a ton of those in this. Um, I don't know. What, what did, what did y'all think about just kind of the trip back this far in time? I thought it could have been done better. Sorry, Derek. I just, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I just like the other two so much more than this one. And I think, yeah, the idea of like the future is really cool. Just like making up whatever they want, but going back in time, you're like, okay, like you expect like there's cowboys and there's like gunfights, saloons. Like it's nothing too crazy. I mean, there's a train that goes off the tracks and pushes the DeLorean that goes back to the present, which is the future. But yeah. It's just, I don't know. I didn't, I still liked it. I just think the other two were more exciting to me. I've, I, think, I definitely yeah. feel you on that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know what I'll to say, you, Ashley. I'll ask you this, Derek. Like, I think what we're doing, we're making the mistake of being like in the present day, which is ironic considering our circumstances where 
<laughs> when you're young and watching this or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we watched the, you know, the first of a trilogy, which I'm sure the second and third one um, get noticeably worse in that trilogy as well. But when you're a kid, you're just getting like more Content, of yeah. a universe you love mm-hmm. and characters you love. Like there's no, I don't think any of us would have been disappointed with the follow-ups, uh, you know, in our, like when we were 10 years old. No, I mean, is that sure. what you sure? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, this isn't my favorite of the trilogy for sure, but it does have some really awesome parts that I don't know, just make it awesome to me. But it, it definitely isn't character driven. Uh, I will agree. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the same as the first. Definitely not the second where you've got future Biff and all of right. that, that jazz. I thought that one of the new character intros that kind of worked was Doc's love story. Clara, yeah. With Clara, mm-hmm. yeah. I really I thought, liked her. She's so beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, she's she's beautiful. I thought he's a little old, you know, but, like, he's so charming, and he literally saves her from falling off, flying off a cliff um, and then fixes her telescope and then dances with, I mean, like, you, you buy the romance for mm-hmm. sure. Well, and this and, this yeah. film is more focused on Doc and mm-hmm. his love for this woman. Like, it's not so much Marty focused, which the first two were. Yeah, for yep. the most part, it was it was definitely cool. Doc, I mean, you get to see Doc blush. You got to see him find a new love and sacrifice coming back to the future for this woman. So and just start a family. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. It, That's happy get for to, him. You get to see Marty like reacting to that as well you know marty yeah, in the, in the yeah. previous ones was kind of the the young immature irrational person in these scenarios and now that doc has been bitten <laughs> by the love bug he's yeah. gonna ignore some of his scientific uh like even though he's not exactly the most strict like by the book scientist he's no. got a, a renegade well, he, spirit he's, he's strict about breaking the space-time continuum and not bringing her back. And that's why he eventually stayed. Okay, let's let's just talk about time travel since we're experts. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> We've been experts since we were young, thanks to movies. Um, and like our this one. scooters and rollerblades. Yeah, rollerblades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we learned everything we knew about time travel from movies. That's how we were able to b- build our, our, our present-day contraptions. Thank you, Ashley, by the way. That was yeah, great engineering. <laughs> yep, no uh, problem. But what is, what are, what are the rules? So like, what are the rules in Back to the Future? What are the rules that we play by? What are the rules that kind of like we can all agree on universal laws of time travel from this Terminator, butterfly effect, you name it. Ashley, Derek. I mean, I think we shouldn't, Derek shouldn't have stolen the DeLorean. I think we so, should have done a lot of things that we've right. done so far. I think we started I mean, off pretty safe and then we slowly were just like, whatever, fuck it. And then like, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> it's left up to, I don't know, whatever happens. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the problem with movies if like this, if you think about them at all, this is a comedy, so you don't really have to apply like that kind of scrutiny to it. But if it's a more serious time travel movie, like Terminator, mm-hmm. say, um, and you start to think about john connor's mission to go back and kill like or to find himself literally and then you watch a movie like butterfly effect and every change just has like infinite 
ripple effects in and back to the future they invent a pretty clever device that makes it easy for the audience to focus on like the one thing that's changing like in this movie it's um uh instead of doc getting killed um in a shootout it changes to marty right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but that's why doc is so tripped out by inner inner interfering with the past or the yeah, yeah i guess just the past because he understands that like the butterfly effect effect is a real thing but 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 then he saves clara if he really cared he would yeah. just let her drown or well, whatever that, yeah <laughs> like, well that's that's where he you know he's madly in love what if his just heart, took a turn for the worse heart, since his heart changed what if instead of saving her from going heart off the cliff he was like i guess i have to kill you now or drown you just like it's in the story about <laughs> you and it was rated r <laughs> yeah that would have been a, a dark turn um, for kids so so, so uh back to the future <laughs> reboot it's going to be much more it's going to be rated r not PG. yeah okay yeah okay gotcha. i mean I, i'm not advocating for the butterfly effect approach like that's that movie's a mess but it just makes more sense to me that i i'll tell you the theory that i i believe in it's the multiverse like uh oh. multiverse theory and they and doc kind of touches on this in part two where they create a um, alternate slash parallel timeline. So he draws like a diagram on the board. We're going along on this timeline and now we've dipped into this one. So if we go back, we'll not, then they have to resync with the current timeline. That way, that means like everything we're doing in the nineties right now could be a branch of a different timeline. Otherwise we literally couldn't do anything. We couldn't be here. Or everything I mean, would be changing. Where's our dock in a garage? And where's the guitar so I can blow up the speakers in this dock's garage? I mean, we're I going back it's... to the first one, but yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We are shifting reality as we know it. Uh, yeah. When we go back to 2021, who knows? Maybe I'll have a dog named Willow. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you're going to take my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. That's just stealing more things. Take the DeLorean, take the dog. I mean, it, it, they, they, so many like shows have parodied it. And so, like, we're, you know, treading uh, familiar territory, but it's like, sure, one thing could change, or you would just be shaking the entire like snow globe of humanity. Mm-hmm. And everything would be in a new position if it's if it, a butterfly flaps its wings and infinite ripples, you know, respond out from there. Like, okay, well then, yeah, we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't do anything. So I like the the parallel timeline theory in this movie. Um, but in a lot of these movies, they kind of focus on one key change. Um, yeah. In the first one, yeah. it's if Marty's parents don't get back together then he'll disappear, which makes sense. Um, yep. If he can't get his mom to stop falling in love with him <laughs> and, and, and fall in love with her, his geeky dad instead. Um, would it? Let's talk about Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, potentially. Like, Michael J. Fox was famously, like, not the original choice for Marty. Um, they shot and filmed really? a bunch of this with Eric Stoltz. And mm-hmm. it just, he was not nailing the tone he was taking himself maybe too seriously it wasn't it wasn't funny it wasn't charismatic enough um he's been good in other roles but he was clearly not uh gonna give this type of performance Derek what was it that you know immediately drew you to to Michael J growing up I I didn't know so you said 
Eric Schultz was supposed Stoltz. to be the Stoltz, yeah. Stoltz was the OG Marty McFly. They filmed a bunch of the movie. That. Yeah, yeah, they filmed five weeks of it with him, and they're like, nope, wow. never mind. But uh, the diner scene where Biff gets punched in the face—that's from Eric Stoltz punch, hmm. and not um, Marty McFly doing it. Or, yeah. dude, the way that he moved, the way that he acted was just, just—it's uh, hard to describe. It just resonated with me as a kid, and I was You're like, also I, I want to be. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a skateboarder. And that that also helped. But just his moves and his jokes like resonated, resonated with me. So I don't know. There, it wasn't anything specific. It just clicked like I, Michael yeah. J. Fox is just a badass. And I was like, OK, I want to kind of be like this guy. Yeah, he's super likable. But yeah. you're, like, you're like drawn to him. He, so. Yeah. He's the little, yeah. he's little. I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, that's not a cheap shot. Like Christopher Lloyd is <laughs> looks like a giant um, or mm-hmm. make, and makes Michael J. Fox look uh, smaller. But it's it's important to his character that he is um, gets picked on and needs to be like standing up in all these movies to much more physically imposing yeah. people. So it's no. like he uses his wits and his yes. like, you know, just just improvisation to overtake these more intimidating foes over and over. Nobody mm-hmm. calls me a chicken. Yeah. No, yeah, yellow. Calls me a yellow. yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Let's um let's play a clip to get a sense of the the setting um in this one and then we'll talk a little bit about like the specifics of part three. Time circuits on I wrote the letter on September 1st, so we'll send you back the very next day, September 2nd. Oh, so That's awesome. Wednesday, September 2nd, 1885, 8 a.m. I get shot <laughs> on Monday the 7th, so you have five days to locate me. According to my letter, I'm a blacksmith, so I probably have a shop somewhere. Got all that? All you Got have it. to do is drive the time. They're in a driving theater. That yeah, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Doc, oh, baby. If I drive straight towards the screen, I'm gonna crash into those Indians. Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimension. Oh, you were supposed to stop before that. I work. Oh, sorry. I was so sucked into the. I can't keep listening to it. I really could just watch the film again. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he does crash into a bunch of folks. Yeah, so the 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 kind of opening action scene, all the movies start with sort of a recap. You know, this one basically picks up sort of where the first one left off. But then shortly thereafter, they go dig up the DeLorean, which was really cool. I mean, really ridiculous how it was buried. It was like Indiana Jones they... in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, well, I don't know how they excavated it, but it was cool seeing them get to it. Oh, um, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that was so they, awesome. You see the DeLorean for the first time after yeah. they go into a mining tunnel and break the wood that's holding all these rocks that are covering it, and they all fall. Yeah, and, and then magically the it's on the surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. It's, 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 uh, it's movie magic, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but so the, the scene where he crashes through the like mural of Native Americans and into the the Wild West, 1885, um, proceeds from there to, this is probably one of my favorite action scenes in the movie, even though it's not as grand as the, the great train um, <laughs> scene at the end, is like, first, the DeLorean is being chased by a group of horseback uh, Native Americans. And they're like, I don't know, not that 
not that thrown off by the car there, but what are you, you going to do? I mean, <laughs> you know, going. Like, he, he shows yeah. up, they're attacking whether yeah, or not that they're weird, weird vehicle is there or not. Right. Yeah. They're, oh, they're, they're in a hurry. It yeah. Tur- it's kind of, it's not oh, clear, but it turns out they were fleeing because once he backs in, he backs into the same cave where they were kind of hiding the DeLorean. Um, and but then gets in out like 35 or no, 125 years later or earlier. Or yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, once he thinks it's safe to come out, he is stormed by a group of like white folks chasing the Native Americans um, as part of some some battle. So you get to, it's just a fun like it's a horseback chase of a car. And then <laughs> horseback chase. It, it definitely throws horseback you into the chase in the car through into the into the West, like or into the um, Western uh, setting effectively and then it's kind of like small town hijinks from from there um in terms of like they're in the one western um town with saloons and outlaws um and you know everything you would expect so i don't know how did y'all like the the western i liked it i thought they did a, a good job with it I like the whole like small like town hall kind of thing when they did the clock unveiling of like their first clock. Yeah. And they yeah. had a party and they're dancing. And that was I that was cool. It's some really good scenes overall. And that's the same town hall clock that exists in 1985 too. So that lasted the entire the entirety of 1885 to 1985 for Way to go doc. So yeah. like that breaking breaking news that i procured through um manual labor thomas francis wilson best known for playing biff tannen griff tannen and buford mad dog tannen so it's the same actor so he truly was the same actor oh yeah i mean this is only only five years later cool okay i didn't recognize him okay i didn't either and i never really thought about it but yeah that's awesome but the movie sets you up to be like it would have been really weird if they like make everything parallel and then the and then the main antagonist the in the guy. movie yeah. wasn't wasn't Biff. Well, and then so it wasn't guess a tannin. 1885 or 1855? Mm-hmm. What it 1885. was? 1885. 1885. Yeah. Biff still gets fucking shit on at the end. It's great. Literally, <laughs> you mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it runs in his family, so yeah, it's like that's where he develops his fear or his dis- disdain for. Manure, as if you need <laughs> if you as if you need a backstory some for people that. just love it i guess yeah um <laughs> ashley did you um what did you think of the christopher lloyd character in all these movies is that mad scientist type uh something you find fun and and uh entertaining or over too over the top i liked it i think he's really yeah. lovable so i'm just like what's his quirky brain going to come up with the next and you're like, oh, he made a way like back in 1885 to make one ice cube off this like huge contraption. Because like, oh, you want some ice? And he like pops one cube into a drink. I don't know. I just I think he's great. I like his yeah. over the top eccentric eccentric eccentric. Uh, I can't say it. Eccentric. You're the yeah. You've had a few Drew moments the last couple of weeks. Ah. <laughs> you're talking about Doc, yeah. 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 Eccentric. Oh, and then city. <laughs> and then Marty McFly shows up and he's like, "Can I get some ice water?" Yeah. Yeah, well, like, you go don't dip know. your head in the horse trough. <laughs> oh, right at the bar. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if he would have only have met Doc for one ice cube before that, 
how about um Michael J. Fox's outfit um when he gets terrible <laughs> when he goes back? Are you kidding me? I would wear that every day. Oh, it was so bright and colorful. But you would think he would try to fit in a little better. Like clearly, he doesn't it was like... it, it was Doc's fault when he when he first meets Doc when he gets back to, you know the the good old country days. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, you're the one who told me to wear this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He's like, why, why are you wearing that? Who, who, who dressed you? You did it. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you did. Their reunion was, um, was cute. I mean, Doc saves his life. He's, he's literally being hung. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I thought that Marty is being hung. Yeah. yeah Marty actually, hung, fucking yeah. shoots the rope. Michael That's... J. Fox actually loses consciousness, consciousness during that scene. Oh, wow. Actually, like, hang him by accident. And he, like, passes <laughs> oh, out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry well, what I left. Just interesting. No, what I was going to say <laughs> is that um, I watched a different movie last night that has some parallels, which we'll talk about in our uh, uh, Rank the Blank segment. But you actually feel the danger in this movie when he arrives. Kind of, I didn't really do a good job of describing when they first arrive in, in the midst of that, like, um, uh, battle scene. But once he gets into town and goes into the saloon, he's immediately being accosted by, I mean, he sticks out like a sore thumb with his pink <laughs> Western um, uh, blouse. It's like bedazzled. And, yeah. And then he uh, gets in a little, he antagonizes in typical um, Marty McFly fashion, antagonizes the, the meanest, toughest dude, accidentally calls him Mad Dog, um, which he doesn't appreciate. And then describe how he gets out of the shootout or how he is able to outmaneuver bullets. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> this is fun. which I didn't expect. I don't know so what I expected. So um, but he takes the, it's like the, it's like a breastplate from a stove. Right? Oh, I'm not even talking oh, about no, no, that. No, no. Oh, we're, 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 not, we're not getting that oh. far yet. We're talking in the, about the, in the saloon. So in the saloon. So this is a popular thing where Marty McFly gets called a certain name. Or, you know, he's got a bully. So mm-hmm. he starts doing the moonwalk and then does a full Michael Jackson dance. Oh, yeah. and goes, grabs his crotch and is like, oh, yeah. And then he, he <laughs> jumps on the bar and gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's it's um, it's a classic like uh, a version of the Western trope of like shoot at someone's feet to make him dance. So they shoot at someone's they shoot at his feet and they're like, dance, boy, dance. And the dance he does is the moonwalk. And it's like a very effective way. To, to, <laughs> and to they're go. all blown away. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Yeah. Now? Which is a nice shooting. callback to the first one as well. <laughs> yeah. When he plays, when he unleashes uh, rock music on the prom, the prom crowd for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, not quite the same effect is playing that Chuck song but still a fun little moment um so yeah uh i i mostly i don't want to come off like i was underwhelmed it's just that the first movie is is an absolute classic and Mm -hmm. it's like the time traveling model for you know like a lot of what we think about uh in terms of how it works even though it's a comedy like it just grounded it in human emotion really well and then I think the the two movies are like the two sequels are intentionally derivative. Like they repeat themselves over and over and there's just diminishing returns, but I think it's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> it's baked into the story. Like they start every movie repeating something that happened in the previous movie. The second movie is almost a beat for beat remake 
of the first one, but just in a different time period, you know, right, Derek? I don't, I don't, yes, it is. Yes, absolutely. And for some reason, I still love every single film because it, I don't know, they, they have their own unique little pieces that just yeah. make it so fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a clever gimmick. And it was interesting to learn, like Ashley pointed out, that they filmed these two at the same time. They actually came out. I remember early in our um, journey to 1990 this year, Back to the Future Part 2 was in the box office uh, top 10 for a while at the start of 90 because they came out wow. like six months apart. So they might have done that with the Matrix movies, um, but it's kind of surprising to me that they, even though they filmed them at the same time, they also released them that close together. So kind of like a Christmas and then a summer release uh schedule so i thought that was interesting but what a time to be alive um anything else to talk about uh from the movie before ashley kind of takes us out uh for now with her poetry rendition no derek <laughs> anything we missed uh favorite moments favorite um... our only chance to repair the present <laughs> is in the past at the point where the timeline skewed into this tangent in order to put the universe back as we remember it and get back to our reality, we have to find out the exact date and the specific circumstances of how, where, and when. We'll listen to Ashley's <laughs> Poetry Corner. Yeah, that was actually, that was from the second part. That's kind of what I was describing with the the time, the split timelines. Uh, so Are yeah. You you ready for my so, poem? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta set this up, Drew. Set, set Ashley up for her poetry corner, please. Yeah, dim your lights. Um, get out your 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 lighters. Put on your berets. Ashley's wearing a festive <laughs> one right now. Um, <laughs> sip your your oat milk lattes and let mm -hmm. Ashley take us away on a little poetry <laughs> adventure. Okay. Um, yeah, quiet snaps. <clears throat> Let's go from the present to the past, to the future of the present. Keep it simple, straight to the point. Light up a joint. Sit back, relax, and take <laughs> it in. Or have a gunfight at 7 a.m. All fun and games, but now it's time to go back to 1985 and meet up with your lovely future bride. Get your DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour, or the train tracks to nowhere will soon devour. Full throttle with a super train into the future of the past. Don't worry, Doc will stop by with his new family. Happy at last. <laughs> so... Beautiful, beautiful. Thank, thank, thank goodness you. you did that because we forgot to talk about the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. So, so we're not, we're not moving on yet. Don't go. Um, don't take a bathroom break. Uh, we'll uh, new new release radio will be coming along soon as regularly scheduled. But this movie ends on an absolutely bonkers, epic um, train uh, action scene where the only uh, in typical. Uh, DeLorean fashion something is broken they don't have the parts they need so the only way to get the DeLorean up to the um, golden 88 miles per hour target speed is to put it well actually just just explain the ending just push it with a train yeah <laughs> yeah a steam a steam powered train obviously not a not a not a bullet train um, yeah, steam not train. a hyperloop and then off the tracks, and then once the track ends, you better get your car up to 88 miles per hour, or you'll die. Yeah, you're going into yeah. the cannon if you don't but get But he to did 88. it. Yeah. 
yeah he he does it um mcfly arrives back in 85 is that where he, yeah. he goes back to so he's in 85 he's on the train tracks obviously because he's um in the car and that's where um that's where he comes out at and then as a fitting in to the franchise or sort of a end to that sequence he jumps out of the car in the nick of time before a modern day train absolutely demolishes oh, yeah in, just in, no. in epic fashion demolishes the delorean <laughs> yeah um, hard to watch it is like smashed to bits to watch. watch but it's actually what they knew they needed to do like they've been trying they had to keep using it but they also knew that it was very risky to keep tampering with time and space maybe one day our rollerblades will have to have a similar fate but we'll do it forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll put those in front of a hot wheels track and, <laughs> and see if they if they explode in the same way um but yeah derek i mean yeah did that did that make you cry it didn't make me cry this is one film that i actually haven't cried it in hmm. while watching watch uh, it again at least not not in the recent you know 1990s films that we've watched uh, no, it's definitely sad. <laughs> I yeah. will definitely say that because yeah, it, it it shuts the trilogy off. It's that it is no more. Although I guarantee you they're going to remake it. And hopefully Michael J. Fox is in it. If yeah. he's not, shit's going to fail. Yeah, well, I and mean, Christopher they, Lloyd. They were clearly I mean, trilogies were a thing then like the movies just intentionally, I guess, stopped at three. But they, that was the sign, like, to the audience, this shit's over. Um, yeah. And, and then it's Steven Spielberg, right? It's Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg's kind of um, the the dude who brought you Polar Express <laughs> <laughs> later um, <laughs> made made this. Uh, but that's a good, like, clear, definitive end to their time travels, except for the fact that then Doc shows up in a flying train. And has yeah. um, uh, Clara po- po- with him. Polar Express. Clara yeah. and two kids. Maybe Polar Express and is, Einstein. Is the Ooh, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Einstein and C- Copernicus. And Just Einstein. Um, wow. Jules and Vern, his two kids. One of which, uh, <laughs> Jamie pointed this out to me, is very, very creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> there's the older this, one right with the, the second one that hair. gets introduced um he's i i noticed in real time uh that he was creepy but if you go into the future and look on youtube you can see this close-up in the kid the second kid that gets introduced does this weird uh grabby signal with his hands like behind the back of doc and what? then he points to his crotch not kidding um <laughs> Okay. Whoa, it's weird. Very, uh, yeah, yeah. Look that up next time. And they we, left we, it in. They're like, okay. I mean, it's probably hard to see in real time, but anyway, yeah, that's a little Easter huh. egg for. Thanks. For I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it like trilogy. grew up to be this famous actor, but you're like, no, he has a d- weird crotch. <laughs> oh, no, like, he was blacklisted. <laughs> he was blacklisted after that. That was it. <laughs> Damn it, Jamie! Why'd you have to tell yeah. me about that? Yeah. It's really true. Oh, it's very funny. You should you should look it up right after we're done. Um, I will. <laughs> all right well i think uh thank you ashley for poetry corner thank You're you welcome. for reminding us to talk yeah, about the, the scene that they probably spent like four months yeah <laughs> like most of the budget <laughs> yeah um but it was cool it was a it was a cool action sequence and uh fitting end to a beautiful time traveling trilogy so 
Sayonara. Let's take a quick break from our discussion of Back to the Future 3 while we tune our dials to NR94 New Release Radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Girl, I must warn you I sense something strange in my mind Yo, situation is Let's kill it cause we're running out of time Aw, just could listen to that forever (laughs) The song you just heard was Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe Moving up one spot to number six on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of May 25th, 1990. Ashley, what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture what this week? What in the heck? <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, man. Uh, May 21st was the 43rd Cannes Film Festival. Wild at Heart, which sounds Whoa. familiar, directed by David Lynch, starring Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern, wins the Palme oh, d'Or. Woo. Woo. Yeah, well, let's hear a little... Uh, Clip of Lynch. Page and acceptance speech. I've been trying to get to the Cannes Film Festival for 20 years. Iconic voice. I can't believe what's happening. It's a true dream come true. Thank you very much. Derek's going to cry now. I might actually. (laughs) Yeah, so we might be hearing more about that film later this year. We'll see. Yeah, dude. What about the box office? Did it get the number one spot? No, we didn't talk about the score either. But so number one, back to the future part three. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Good job. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So number it one, uh, made twenty three million. Our highest grossing movie of the year so far. I'm pretty sure our highest opening mm-hmm. weekend yeah. of the year. Hell yeah. And then um, Bird on a Wire is still hanging in at number two pretty woman um burn on a wire has only been out for two weeks pretty woman in its third week and tmnt dropping to number six so a little little tail off there but the good news is hunt for the red october and tales from the dark side and joe versus the volcano <laughs> are rounding out the top 10 so wow, okay. all of our favorites <laughs> from the year so not a lot of movies coming out just kidding. Hunt no, for different- red october still in it yeah, it's at number seven. That's uh, wild. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, but just yeah. interesting. We haven't talked. But it'll about be. We've got some big weeks. releases coming out the next the next few weeks. It's obviously summertime, so we'll see how long Back to the Future Part Three holds on to the number one spot. But now it's time <laughs> for me Everyone. to segue <laughs> to everyone's favorite segment on New Release Radio. Rank the. Blank. Oh, he's back. This week's topic is where this is what we do here. <laughs> we pick a topic <laughs> inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, best trip through time. In other words, fun, fun time, time travel. travel. In other words, no Terminator. So um, <laughs> no Terminator, no like time loop, time travel movies. So nothing, Groundhog Day, you know, you could eh. count that. But in, in body swap movies where you just go to like a different age or something, 
Um, those are very distinct sub-genres of their own, so we're not counting those. There are plenty of time travel movies that have, you know, danger, peril, adventure, much like this one. But overall, it's a fun trip if you survive it. Ashley, do you have any honorable mentions for us? Yeah. So uh, I thought you were going to talk about Instagram, but I don't mention if you like the 80s, there's Hot Tub Time Machine, which is awesome. And Hot Tub Time Machine 2 for a different era. (laughs) And then if you like Kicking Ass, there's Kung Fury, Army of Darkness, Endgame. If you like Romance, Lake House, About Time, Time Traveler's Wife. But we didn't pick any of those. What did the Instagram audience pick? Um, They picked Hot Tub Time Machine was the overall winner. And then okay. the Avengers Endgame, and then one that I will not mention because it's one of what we picked. Okay. Ooh, well, you have to you have to mention it. Mention. Yeah. I'll mention it. I, after. I bet it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I you. think it's mine, man. Fuck you. Okay, so this week. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sitting. Oh, yeah, Derek. So normally I'm, si- I'm sitting this one out. By the way, you're not. Yeah, no, so. I'm gonna let you be the ambassador for this week's movie. So the the entry, the movie that we watch is automatically always, you know, in the final round of rank the blank. Mm-hmm. So back to the future part three, maybe a little part one and two thrown in for good measure. No, nope. Derek could not see past his love for this movie and pick something else that would be disrespectful to his favorite, one of his favorite movies of all time. So Derek is the unofficial ambassador for back to the future part three. That's his pick. Ashley, yep. what yeah. is your pick? It's not back to the future. Um, oh yeah, we all picked Back to the Future. So yeah, we did one, two, and three. (laughs) (laughs) I picked one. I picked one. Um, No, so I chose Midnight in Paris. So you think 1920s flappers? You get to meet like Salvador Dali, Ernest Mm. Hemingway, the Fitzgeralds. It's a really like cool era, and you're in Paris in the 20s. So and it's got one of the Wilson brothers. The yeah, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, baby, that guy's cool. So that's my choice, and it's a wonderful movie. So just staring at there. Yeah, so ours are going to be kind of in the same um, uh, style in terms of meeting historical figures. I watched <laughs> an iconic time travel movie for the very first time last night. Oh um, it with came out. Jamie? Yeah, with Jamie. <laughs> she was visiting us in 1990 um, for our weekly movie nights, and we does watched. She, does she have rollerblades as well i lent her one of my rollerblades i rollerblade with one yeah oh okay yeah. okay yeah just making it's, sure it's i want a little harder sure everybody's traveling safely through time for yeah sure. no she would she's not using the uh last year's uh scooters that's for sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are decommissioned where are they so uh, 1989 there is a movie that launched the career of None other than Keanu Reeves, and it's kind of like <laughs> I don't know how I how I avoided uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure all this time, but <laughs> it's got kind of a clever setup for the time travel. They're flunking their history class, and the only way for them to to cram for their big end of year oral presentation that they have to give in front of the whole school because that's how presentations for history class work um, (laughs) is to hop in the uh, phone booth that materializes at their local convenience store. (laughs) 7-Eleven? It's like a Circle K, I want to say. 
um george carlin is like an ambassador from the the far distant future where <laughs> they all worship bill and ted because of their music and their values and um so we know that like the fate of humanity depends on them passing this <laughs> this history exam and so yeah they go round up they go to um they go round up uh, Beethoven and Lincoln. Freud, Lincoln, Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc. Um, and they're all very agreeable for the most part. Like it's, <laughs> Genghis Khan, pretty agreeable, huh? He is. Yeah. He wields a baseball bat and beats up a mannequin at the mall. Um, probably the, the most fun part of the movie is there's like a mall montage where all the historical figures are you like, love mall montages. Yeah. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> but and I mean, it culminates with Beethoven, um, jamming out on like four different synthesizers um oh while my gosh. A, a your favorite gathers. scene of yeah. all time probably yeah so uh, my choice uh bill and ted's excellent adventure and derek uh totally. derek Dang. is going with the movie back to the future Drew, so. your choice is really solid i have to say that yeah it's and tough. it got it got one it got an instagram vote so Ooh, okay there we Let's go somebody it's probably drew and i knew you're gonna choose it so well i uh, this is one of the first times i know i put last week i picked a movie that i hadn't seen but like i had a different choice until last night when i watched this and i didn't necessarily expect <laughs> it to like overtake safety not guaranteed a time Ooh, traveling classic. i watched that the other day yeah <laughs> um but it did I, I i i had a blast so from the past it sounds like uh, ashley's and i's are the first matchup that we need to sort through so what are y'all thinking between Paris you got versus... it okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well then it's back to the future versus bill and ted and like they're both comedies they're both um good they both have a lot of like fun times because remember we're kind of keeping this on the um on the light side of things um neither of them get too dark so I don't know. How do we how do we solve this? I really want to hear Counter Reeves. <laughs> Dudes, you guys are gonna go back in time. Yeah! You are going to have a you most excellent adventure through history. Who are you guys? We're you, dude! <laughs> no way. No way. Yes way, Ted! Look, we know how you feel. We didn't believe it either when we were you, and we us said what we us are saying right now. Okay, wait. If you guys are really us, that comes a cheap joke. What number are we thinking of? Sixty-nine, dudes. <laughs> yeah, they sound like the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. They do. And like <laughs> you, um, you deserve to win. Congratulations. Like, true. dude, where's my car? Yeah. Same. It's yeah. The same. I think yeah, yeah, that was dude, great. That was dude, a great choice. Yeah. Dude, where's my car? I feel like definitely took some inspiration from this. Oh. Also, Pineapple Express. Just yeah. the the buddy, the buddy movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like stoner archetypes, <sighs> but they are never stoned. They're just like um they're, like dumb musician archetypes, mm -hmm. I guess. But they're like, involved in like complex like <laughs> time traveling concepts. <laughs> yeah i mean really all they have to do is get in the phone booth and then look and then dial a number <laughs> but they are their 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 gift is like being able to unite all these different personalities together yeah. and yeah. 
squeeze them all into a phone booth. So, so Bill and Ted was one. Back to the Future was two, and The Midnight in Paris was three. Yeah. Found it. All right. Cool. Well, that was a great um, showdown. But now it is almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Back to the Future Part Three. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted all the way up at number 27 on this week's Billboard Top 100. We can have lots of fun. This is part of our podcast. My God. What? That, That's that a real all, song. That was all the new kids on the block. Yeah, they're all terrible. One through five. It was terrible. I'll step agree. by step. Day yeah, by I day. hadn't really. I didn't not really know that song, but it. I think it might be the highest like debut on the Billboard since we started starting Oof. at number twenty-seven. So we might be seeing hearing more of new kids on the block. Which didn't we didn't we talk about them in our news segment last week or the week before? Oh yeah, the the teddy bear injury. Yeah, the old Rolled ankle stepped on a, a stuffed animal. Can't perform. Yeah. yeah, well they're back, um, just in time. <laughs> anyway, I think it's time for us to go back to our feature presentation. All right, Ashley, we've been cruising them all. What's the early buzz on Back to the Future Part Three? Mike, you liked it. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that Michael J. Fox? Oh, in the commercial? Yeah. No, is it really? Yeah, I, I'm pretty Mikey sure. Mikey likes it. Is Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Okay, you can fact check me, but I just came up with that. But I'm pretty sure it's him. Mm. Anyway, the early buzz is that everyone really liked it a lot. It's doing really well. Obviously, it's grossing very high. But I would like to do some reviews and maybe a lie or two. So it was John I'll, Gilchrist. Shut up. We're going to say it's Michael J. Fox. So that sounds more realistic. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't my dude. cut it out. Cut it out. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to read some reviews and you can say if it's a critic that wrote this or a person from the mall. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the most difficult segment. So, <laughs> all right. How many Ready? are you giving us this week? Three? As many four? as I want. Okay. Okay. I'll shut one. up. I'll shut up. Doc and McFly are back at it again. Always a hoot. It's one. Two. This was definitely the worst movie of the trilogy. However, that doesn't Fuck mean it wasn't you. still enjoyable. <laughs> it's still uplifting at the end. It's just the worst one. Okay. Two. Three. Okay. Two was Ashley. When McFly threw the frizzy pie and saved Doc, I lost my shit. That's three. <laughs> okay. Well, That's I Ashley think Derek well. and I are in agreement. Yeah. Uh, number one is you. Number two and three. Or sorry. Number one was legit. Number two and three were made up by you. Okay, well, but Derek, you're forgetting how this works. So Ashley didn't make any of these up. These are real people from the mall. Ashley did them all. These are <laughs> these are real mall people. Okay. And real movie critics. All so right. I think all right. one mall, mall is number one. No, you mean movie critic. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't work together on this. It's supposed to be a competition. No, it was obvious. Yeah. Ash, so small yeah, person. Exactly. Drew, anonymous small person. Yes, anonymous small person. Two and two three. And three. Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree. Mall person wrote them all, so fuck you guys. Oh shit. 
<laughs> I mean, I, that would have been. What was my the other first guess. one again? Uh, Doc, McFly. Doc and McFly are back at it again. Always a hoot. Ah, yeah. Who says hoot? Good point. Yeah. Damn, right. this segment's anyway, so difficult. Anyway. If any of our I listeners mean, kind of got it right, let us know, please. Um, it didn't win any awards. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Ah, oh, son of a gun. But I think you guys already know the, are. I think I already know the answer to this. But would you guys recommend it to someone at the mall? <laughs> oh, that's a maniacal, a maniacal recommendation there. <laughs> yes, watch it fifteen times. Go back. Just don't buy another ticket. Just keep Just- going. Just, Just hide, hide in the bathroom and then go sneak back into the theater. Oh, we're in 1990. Yeah, oh, we know I'm, people at the I'm mall. A... Just come see Derek Stelorian yeah. and he'll mm-hmm. grab a hot the dog. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. every Mr. Wiggly grab comes with uh, <laughs> one free admission. <laughs> so, OK, Derek yep. recommends you watch it 15 times, Drew. OK, yep. yeah, I'm going to go with watch it once. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like once every every uh, 185 years or so, I, I, at yeah. least. Um, no, I any excuse to go back and watch the whole trilogy uh, is great. So I recommend um, if for some reason you haven't seen, uh, you know, this is 1990 after all. So if if anyone at the mall hasn't seen. The first one or the second one start there and then and then cap it off with this um why not i would also recommend it we recommend okay. i don't think we've had that in a while because usually i'm like Meh, but i would recommend it Did the, okay. part, the part i'm sorry i've got to go back to the part in the beginning when uh marty mcfly takes doc home after he's tripped out in the parking lot from marty leaving oh, yeah. And then immediately returning back from the past. And then uh, Marty's passed out super tired with his feet on a hoverboard. Oh, oh yeah, that's a cool scene. Damn, well, that's that so is a cool fucking scene. rad, dude. And then Doc trips on the hoverboard and yeah. flies into the piano and makes like <laughs> ghost noises because he's seeing a ghost. It's yeah, it's, that was that was a really good scene. It's like really broad humor, but I and I'm usually uh, allergic to that, but it totally works. Yeah. So, great start to the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is this movie? Music, wardrobe, actors, tropes. So far, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 89 out of 90, House Party, 84 out of 90, Pretty Woman at 81. <laughs> this is a tough one, obviously. This um, is not, I mean, set, in, set primarily in 1885, 100 yeah. years after the first one. <laughs> um, Although Michael J. Fox kind of peaking um, when career was Teen wise. Wolf? Um, was that the 90s? Yeah, it's the 90s. Really? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to have to, for, for my own. Oh, it's 85. Score, sorry. It's, yeah. Okay. So that came out the same year as Back to the Future. So he's peaking in the 80s as well. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I can give this a super high 90s score. Neither can I, even though I love it yeah. so much. But yeah, I mean, it's not even said in the night. Michael like, Jackson yeah. dance 15 and then, you know, just some callbacks to the 80s. Well, the movie. So the movie starts. So I, I give it 25. Yeah. Well, like you just said, the movie starts with the beginning of the first movie, the end of the first movie. So it starts in 85. So yeah. That's as yeah. close to the 90s as we ever get. And then it goes from 85 to well 1985 to 1885 and i think all the <laughs> things they're referencing 
since this was filmed in the 80s. Again, it's not ahead of its time because it's not trying to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the score is kind of like timeless just, slash 80s. Yeah. We'll give it a 32. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't wow. make the top. Emphatic 32. Um, so right. what should we include in our new release gift shop? So every, um, after uh, okay, after, <laughs> that's really hard to hear. Stop. I guess Derek has a suggestion. Jeez. Okay. I was going to explain what we're doing. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, after every movie we watch, sorry. we take something from the movie that we want to replicate or make better and put it in our gift shop to sell. So we have leather face, face mask, ponytail, hair clip. Jar of Tears, Mr. Wiggly Flag, which I don't really like that one. Um, not, well, but maybe it's going to sell out. I, I think first Derek wants to put his DeLorean up for sale. You've heard it here first. <laughs> for sure. It, it'll cost you what? Like a hundred bucks? Do What's not, fair? No. A <laughs> hundred bucks, uh-uh. $50. Nobody, nobody's touching the DeLorean. It's a loss uh, leader. That's how we get people in the door of our gift shop. So, we should give it away. Oh, you I'm know gonna, how they have those mall, those like cars sitting in the middle of the mall? Yeah. I, oh, the maybe, DeLorean in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Derek, what what do you want to mass market? Um, I'm thinking that we travel in the future to 2084 where hoverboards actually exist. And they do look identical to mm. the Back to the Future 2, also featured in Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah, hover, hover there's board. a hoverboard in this, as you yeah. just pointed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we go into the future and s- snag a couple of prototypes, kind of like I did. And, you know, we, you know, we sell them for a couple mil and then we keep, you know, our janitor employed and keep our, our gift shop employed. Our yeah. A happy business. Goro is a, a non homicidal Goro. Um, That's true. So I forgot he was our janitor. <laughs> do you, do you think it's going to take sixty three more years from present day to to develop the hoverboard technology? That's kind of opti- uh, pessimistic. Or you're saying for sure they'll have them in eighty four in twenty eighty four? For sure. Yeah. Uh, when I was thirteen, my friend told me that hoverboards existed, and I found out that that was not true. And that was in ninety five. So I would hope by 2084, they're, they're, <laughs> they will actually exist. The director of the movie perpetrated or perpetuated a rumor that they used a real hoverboard for the movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that's... there was like there was people who, who actually believed that the hoverboards in the movie were real and they were going to start selling them. So, yeah, that was my <laughs> ignorant friend. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was uh, perpetuating that as well. But. Soon, coming very soon to new release stores near you are hoverboards. So, wow, that's me a hot yeah, item. For get on sure. the hot list or get on the hot list. I mean, <laughs> unless you all have a better idea. No, that's no, there's no that's better fine. idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we could go to um 5084 and get a hovering train, but <laughs> that just seems impractical to, <laughs> to store. Uh, so yeah, all right, hoverboards. Um, I guess we are on to uh, man. It's so sad. We're moving. We're we're done with uh, Back to the Future. Um, sorry, Derek. We're never we're, done with it. Yeah, it's never done. But what's next? Oh yeah. So next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Next week, I mean, it was going to be hard to follow this movie, but I think we have a worthy following with an awesome future set movie with cutting edge special effects and sorry to step on your trivia, Ashley, the highest budget for a movie ever made at the time. So let's hear a clip. Let's also hear Ashley's uh, Arnold. Next week. Oh, really? Spoiler. All right. Spoiler. (laughs) Listen next week. Mr. Quaid, try to calm down. My name is not Quaid. They stole his mind. They erased your identity and implanted a new one. Now, he wants it back. We can't let him run around. He knows too much. Get ready for the ride of your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Total Recall. Rated R. Starts Friday, June 1st at a theater near you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Happy June, almost. Yeah, we're like a quarter of the way. um, No, that would be a half of the way through the year, through 1990. (laughs) It's flying by. And next week, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger and in Total Recall. This is going to be a mind-blowing experience if my memory holds up. Are y'all excited? (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, of course. You ready? Uh yeah, baby. Just like, All right. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. We got y'all got a week to practice that. So I wasn't trying to be Arnold. I was oh, just, saying it. You're just trying to be a, a, a man. A Derek. A yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Let's go skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, that's DeLorean, Derek. He talks like that now. Yeah. Let's go hoverboarding, baby. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'll take you my DeLorean. Seen a flux capacitor. You can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, take us away. Dude, that's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is when they're dancing. Yep. They're in love.